Today on the Travel Minded Podcast, I'm joined by Vasu. Vasu's motto for life is ninja sticking through the wood to bring intersectionality to the outdoors. Vasu continues to challenge the biases that go with being a person of colour with a disability through his intersectional work, which includes being the first adaptive athlete for the North Face. He is an advisor for the Outdoor Future Initiative and is also the co-founder of Inclusive Outdoors Project. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Travel Minded podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. How is your day going? Busy? Not too busy? Uh, yeah, some are right in between. Um, just had a few meetings here and there around disability and uh, yeah, just chatting about how to make more inclusive spaces. No, that's brilliant. So for those who are listening who don't know who you are and kind of what you do, could you tell us a bit more um, about kind of the work that you do? Yeah, sure. So this is my, uh, I guess, typical intro that I always do is um, my name is Vasu Sojitra and my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, I'm on the ancestral lands of the Crow, the Northern Cheyenne, Salish Kootenai, Shoshone Bannock, Blackfeet, and many others that are calling Bozeman, Montana home here in the U.S. And um, I am a professional athlete uh, with the title sponsor being the North Face and also a diversity and inclusion strategist. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I live with the motto of ninja sticking through the woods to bring intersectionality to the outdoors. Um, and based off of that, I've been occasionally labeled uh, the friendly neighborhood disruptor. So I try to uh, combat the status quo fairly often. Definitely. Um, for those that have seen your Instagram page, it is incredible. Um, kind of the posts that you put out, the um, activities and the kind of, because uh, you're very into um, doing a lot of, is it skiing that you particularly specialize in? Uh, yeah, specifically. So that's what I'm a sponsored athlete for is skiing. Um, and then I also take part in a lot of other mountain sports activities like trail running and um, rafting and uh, what else do I do? I don't know, camping, backpacking, <laughs> mountaineering, all the things. So I love it. Brilliant. You love yeah. just adventures. So what got you into that? Um, a, let's see, what got me into this outdoors? Um, probably when I was younger, I would just mostly spend uh, my time outside with my friends and my brother. Um, we grew up in India for a, a little bit in Gujarat and um, yeah, we were just outside. We didn't really have like, you know, access to too much technology. Like I guess most kids have nowadays, but um, you know, so we were just outside playing and playing soccer or what we like to call football and uh, cricket. Um, so, and messing around with kids in the neighborhood, um, just trying to keep up. And then, um, moved to the U.S., um, back to the U.S. Um, when I was younger. And we, we lived in subsidized housing, uh, so some, some like affordable housing. And uh, um, there's just a lot of kids always playing outside. So we were always outside, um, you know, playing whatever it may be, tag, hide and seek, uh, roller hockey, biking around, um, you know, just 
kind of being misfits to a certain point. So um, yeah, and then just got into more like the, I guess like outdoor aspect of it, of like hiking and skiing and all that kind of stuff when I was 10. Um, so yeah, that kind of just like snowballed into what it is now what for you, me, I guess. Now, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much, yeah, it's brilliant. So what do you enjoy the most about traveling? Uh, with, the, I mean, a lot of the times I travel, it's mostly due to sport or family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I get to experience something new, uh, connect with a different culture uh, or my culture, uh, Indian culture, when it comes to seeing family, either where they live currently in Florida um, or uh, when we go to Gujarat again, try to go yearly, but it's, you know, COVID kind of um, yeah. put a damper on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a way of connecting with culture and just like breaking out of my mold of um, where I'm at and just, you know, expanding my uh, definition of what humanity is pretty much. Yeah. So that's definitely been helpful. No, that's brilliant. So where has been your best kind of favorite place to be, to go to? Oh yeah, that's, that's such a uh, loaded question. I feel like. Uh, you a few places, it's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's not like any distinct place particular. Um, I do, I do really enjoy the Beartooth Mountains here in Montana. Those have always been a good, uh, I've always felt a sense of uh, belonging there. Um, but I also really enjoy going back home to India uh, just to, again, connect with my ancestral roots a little bit more. Um, that's, I mean, that's in a different sense than skiing and outdoor activities, but uh, just be able to, you know, reconnect with that cultural sense. Um, but as for outdoor activities, you know, any, literally any time I'm outside, I love it. Um, you know, I always tell people that it's not about the sport, but it's about the feeling that we experience when we're doing that sport or activity. So uh, that's usually what I crave and what I kind of seek. Um, and that comes with that travel aspect of like going to different ski areas or going into the backcountry or different mountain ranges. So yeah, it's, it's just such a broad yeah, no, that's really interesting that you touched on it's kind of how it makes you feel as well, because obviously the other aspect of the podcast is talking about um, mental health. And I set up the podcast because I absolutely loved kind of the feelings that traveling kind of allowed me to have. It kind of would help me kind of reset, help me kind of bring find that happy place. So do you find that... Um, I know obviously you've kind of touched briefly on the outdoors bringing you happiness do you find that kind of traveling has that impact on you as well to be able to compete in these different um sporting competitions oh yeah definitely so i i don't actually compete is the weird part i'm mostly an athlete um that creates marketing and media around okay, representation cool. so um that's kind of where I've been able to find a niche in the outdoor world. But uh, yeah, it definitely, again, is that feeling of just feeling connected to my land, um, our land that we're on, um, being able to find that like sense of community based off of that, that's been able to provide me some sense of joy. So those are kind of have been my three values um, that I've been trying to live by. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're fairly broad, but just kind of, help me stay grounded as much as possible uh, whenever I'm moving around or connecting with different people or reconnecting with my culture or 
uh, reconnecting with my family, like anything like that. It's just yeah, all three of those things. And I think yeah. it's funny because I think anyone who goes outdoors, you instantly feel a lot better having that fresh air. So for someone who, such as yourselves, you're outdoors most of the time. So I'm sure you um, feel very kind of happy just being outside and having that fresh air. And like you said, kind of oh, totally. connecting with, kind of as cliche as it sounds, connecting with mother nature. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I just actually got off a conversation where we were talking about something similar. And it's just that we as humans don't evolve by sitting in boxes all day, every day, you know, yeah. staring at electrical screens. Um, we evolve, we've evolved with our natural landscape and there's the reason why we feel so uh, connected to place, um, feel a sense of community whenever, whenever we're outside. Um, it's definitely a grounding feeling, um, feeling that sense of belonging again. Um, yeah. Not maybe, maybe, not maybe to like the people there, you know, yes, community with people, of course, but also community with our natural landscape, whether it be what I like to call and what a lot of uh, my indigenous friends and native friends like to call is our other than human beings, um, yeah. whether it be the birds, the animals, the trees, the water, the air, um, it's all part of who we are as human. And we, I try not to forget that and try to connect with that as much as possible and try to help other people connect to that as much as possible. Because I definitely have noticed how uh, detrimental not having access to the outdoors can be for a lot of folks. Um, yeah when it comes to that mental health part. Yeah, so. and I think we kind of forget that. And I think we forget about kind of going back to that basic kind of living really away from that technology. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, just having that sense of community really. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, totally so. mm -hmm. yeah, and where would you say is on your bucket list? Do you have any particular places that you'd love to visit at all? Uh, a lot of them are based around mountains yeah <laughs> so like the Canadian so the Canadian Rockies uh parts of Alaska I'm actually uh training for a few different trips of trying to ski Tacoma which is oh, Mount wow. Rainier over in uh, Washington um and then also training to try to ski Denali up in Alaska um so all of these things are just a great way to one push my body mm -hmm. uh connect with the land have a sense of joy and you know feel that community as well yeah definitely and how long do you think the training will take you for that oh uh i mean i've con i'm constantly trying to you know stay in peak physical my my own personal sense of peak physical shape um uh daily so uh i'm hoping rainier i can do tomorrow if the opportunity you know arose that way but uh, Denali, I definitely have to still keep pushing myself because it is uh, pretty much a month out on the glacier. So oh, wow, that is a uh, long time. So do you yeah, go out so, with a group of people for that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say I know I actually had a friend who did it solo, but I would not recommend that to many. Uh, he's very, very experienced in the outdoors and in the mountain travel aspect and snow travel. But uh, yeah, uh, it's I think I believe a six of us um that are going and yeah it's just gonna be hopefully a successful attempt and um yeah it's it's uh, again another way of just like 
connecting and in various different ways. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That sounds really interesting because I think for me, automatically, I'm someone who is very much, I think I would go to somewhere hot. <laughs> so actually yeah. being able to kind of, I mean, I myself, I'm not very good at skiing. I've tried it and my friends can vouch for that. But I guess it's <laughs> something where it's really different to try. And for people that do love that um, and love that kind of, they're very experienced and they're able, they're fortunate to be able to <laughs> ski. <And> right. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant to try and do something different like that. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'm sure there's so many different adventures that you could do. Um, oh yeah, 100%, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, I mean, even Montana, there's like, I don't even know how many mountain ranges there are. There's just mountain ranges everywhere. So um, yeah. And is that pretty much what you do all the time? Just kind of going out? In and out of Zoom calls, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that is more that athlete side of it all. Um, and then I also do a lot of like brand strategy and uh, diversity and inclusion work uh, behind the scenes to mm -hmm. um, help promote, again, um, different inclusive practices. Yeah. Specifically the outdoor industry. about but... that? Because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, we just... Um, so a lot of the a lot of the outdoor industry is like ninety plus percent white and ninety plus percent uh, non disabled or uh, you know ninety plus percent cis hetero all these like more status quo based identities so it's just you know a very much homogenous culture um, at a lot of these companies and um, based on you probably saw like all the things that have been happening in the U S over the past several years. Um, people are slowly starting to wake up to the major issues around race and disability and gender and all these things that are starting to intersect. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's been uh, pretty eye-opening, I think, for companies to realize like, oh crap, like we're being complacent. We have to do something about it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I come in. That's where a lot of other folks that have this knowledge based around inclusive practices come in uh, to try to reshift uh, or reframe or reclaim uh, those company cultures into being more inclusive. Yeah. So, yeah. And is that based kind of alongside the athlete work that you do and making sure there's inclusive, is it specific companies that do sporting or is it just kind of general companies as well? Um, I mostly try to stick to the outdoor industry. Yeah. So a lot of um, brands that are based around different outdoor recreation sports. Um, but I have been also connected with a lot of other, uh, I guess, more general organizations and companies. So yeah, it's a, a lot of the conversation is very similar. So, um, you know, just switching it from access to the outdoors to access to um, yeah. uh, company resources or whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, but I, I, given my expertise as an athlete and being in the outdoor industry um, and connecting with the disability community and the communities of color around uh, the outdoors, that's kind of where I try to stick to as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really fascinating. Actually, that's something that, like you said, everyone is kind of waking up to and people's eyes are slowly opening to 
kind of making sure that we are as inclusive as possible so yeah that's really inspiring work thank you so much have a lovely rest of your day you've got the whole day ahead of you now (laughs) yes exactly awesome take care Don't forget to subscribe to the Travel Minded Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Travel Minded the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Justice Abroad. Justice Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when travelling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me, and then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless with nowhere to turn. Anyone travelling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise and be prepared to get in touch with us should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble, often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas, and even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're just as abroad and we're here when you need us.